I'm coming in hot. Coming in hot. Welcome back, everybody, to Coming In Hot. I am Coach Shelby. I have Coach Kristen here. I always feel like we could probably just use our first names, and but I just always refer to us as Coach. Uh, but anyway, that is my identity. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, in some ways. Welcome back to Coming In Hot. Uh, I will go ahead and officially say this is episode one of season three. And I want to spend a minute letting that soak in because it's crazy that this is going on the third year and third season that we have been recording ourselves, just having conversation. (laughs) I mean, I feel like after the first couple of times, then we were like, Hey, we should probably record this. Uh, But I also don't feel like the format has really changed much. Like we're not, I mean, just to keep it real, like we're not that organized. We don't take a whole lot of notes. We don't really prep for it, but also the feedback we hear from our, our listeners, I feel like is really good in that sense that they appreciate that we're keeping it real, raw, authentic. Yeah. I feel like if you were to look at my computer screen right now, you would just see a bunch of files and a bunch of like mumble jumble. Like there's literally no script. Like when we say we keep it real and pull it out of our ass, like we pull it out of our ass. (laughs) And somehow it just works. But by the way, it's explicit. So I was going to say this around kids. Could you not wait two minutes to drop a cuss word? Welcome back. I I didn't give the trigger warning that uh, if you're driving in the car with your toddlers, maybe (laughs) don't play this type of episode or this type of podcast. Uh, we keep it clean, but we just, we get fired up that if you're joining us, this is your first episode of coming in hot. Uh, thank you for listening, but, uh, just no ground rules. It's called coming in hot because Kristen and I just get really fired up about topics related to mindset, health, fitness, nutrition, literally anything, um, that that comes into our minds and because we get so fired up sometimes we slip a cuss word here and there so there is your trigger warning for the entire season three (laughs) i'm covering all of my bases (laughs) there we go no i feel like we have a lot to come in hot with right now so i kind of shelby we have a lot of i would say new followers um ever since opening up in Ashburn, like Fit Body in Ashburn. I feel like we should kind of reintroduce ourselves, kind of how we got connected, yeah. um, just starting off there. So for those of you who are new, um, Shelby and I met when I was a coach in Blacksburg, um, Blacksburg Fit Body specifically. I started as a coach there five years ago and recently opened up the one in Ashburn, Virginia, which is super awesome. We'll talk about that later on. But Shelby came on in and just changed our entire life. She uh, had her, I know, let's get sappy real fast. She came on in and we were working together for a while. She came in as a member and I just saw how she was kicking ass. And I like slightly slid into her DMs and it was like, yo, you should be a coach. And she said, you're right. And so then <laughs> made this whole life changing decision to become a full-time coach, took the leap of faith, put everything on the line and she's crushing it in Blacksburg as a full-time coach there. Um, And so we worked together, what, two years, just about? Yeah. Yeah, two years, every single day, talking away for hours, just my, what's that term? It's not wing woman, it's my right-hand woman. There it is. (laughs) My right-hand woman, just working back and forth. So that's how we got started. And then eventually all these conversations turned turned into recordings for this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a journey for us both, I think personally and professionally, and and we'll continue in season three to bring on new things. You had already mentioned um, you opening up Ashburn Fit Body within the yeah. last six months. So let's do a quick little recap of what of the last six months, how would you even recap that in like a short description? What has that been like? What? What excites you? What has been the worst? Give a, give us it all. Oh my God. How much time do we have? Right. No. <laughs> um, let's see leadership ownership. It's it, it's all on you, you know, and this is why in the last episode, I mentioned that I felt 
heavily aligned with what I was doing um, because Fit Body is a brand that I wholeheartedly believe in that's changed my life. And so when you're passionate about what you do, you know, and I, Danny, my boyfriend and I, we've been talking about this um, recently too. It's because you have the long days, you know, like I wake up at 4 a.m. I don't get home till 8 p.m. It's just like you're going so fast throughout every single day. It's like, how do you capture those moments of like, breathing and slowing down because there's just so much to do and I don't know to sum it all up in six months um aspirin has been so good to us our members like truly are just like they captured the fit body way so quickly and they are so bought into our brand and it's because of the experience bringing on two coaches I hired my first full-time coach we opened October 3rd we hired our first full-time coach. We're building our team now. We have three coaches, myself, Rob and Sasha, big shout out to them. Like we would not be in this position with the, with the community and the members that we have without them. So just because of their commitment to being the best versions of their selves, like that's really helped our brand too. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's just like, showing up for this future vision that I have every single day. Like, I don't know any other way. I never had a nine to five. I only know what it's like to wake up at 4am to have a little break in the middle of my day to go back. Like, that's all I've ever really known. And I like, oddly enough, I love it. And so <laughs> love, I, I feel like I should put in it's like this love, hate, hate, love sort of thing, because 4am never gets easier. Like I will say that, but it's like when you pull up and you, I don't know, you have this glimpse of what you're building and what you're creating. It just like, it fires me up so much. And it's, it's personal this time, you know, I poured into other facilities as a coach, a full-time coach, a facility leader, a nutrition coach, all this stuff. And then, you know, at the end of the day, now it's, for my community. It's like where I'm living. Like I now see what the next 10 years I would say of my life looks like, and we're just getting started. So, yeah. Well, it's how really long was that? Was that like 20 minutes long? No, no, that was good. That was good. I think it's, and I'm sure we will continue to, to piece all of your experience in yeah. the last four to six months of becoming an owner into the whole season, probably, but definitely this episode. But I do think it's interesting just you listing off all of those roles that you have had within the Fit Body Bootcamp franchise, within the fitness, health and fitness industry as a whole. And do you feel like that also prepared you or gives you like a great perspective now as an owner? Yeah, 100%. And it's kind of like a copy and paste, right? But then it's like deleting the things I didn't want. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like I'll take a little bit of this. I'll leave that. Like you've yeah. seen multiple, like so many different angles of it and multiple locations that yeah. I feel like that's just got to be a really valuable perspective. Yeah, it is. And, you know, at the end of the day, too, I learn every single day, like there are always fires to be put out in your own business from ceilings falling from the roof, the heat not working in your building to, you know, sometimes people oversleeping. It's just like little things like left and right. You're like, well, damn, it's up to me. Because <laughs> normally I would call MK and Trevor, who I used to work for and be like, yo, this is what happened. But now I'm the ones getting the call saying, yo, this is what happened. Yeah. And I'm like, well, shit. Okay. I guess I'm there. I guess I, I'm hopping on a ladder. I'm putting pieces together. I'm like doing all this <laughs> stuff. I'm like, yeah. I well, learned it doesn't seem like, like work that much when it is like, like how you describe feeling aligned and like finally feeling yeah. like it's your dream that you're building and working on. And, um, you know, it, you know, there are of course parts of everybody's job, whether you're a business owner or you're a lower level employee that you just don't love. And that's just part of it. But I think it sounds like you love more days than you dislike. And so it sounds like yeah. you're in a good place with that. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like your mission, you know, like what kind of impact and legacy do you want to leave when you're gone, you know, to kind of get deep right there. It's something that I like I'm 26. Like, I can't believe I'm even thinking about this at 26 years old. You know, I feel like because I got into the health and fitness industry very early in my, I would say years of life. Like I got in there when I was in college, you know? So I was so lucky to find my passion so early, but it's like having that thought of 
what's your mission? What do you want to leave? And when I essentially leave, I want people to remember me as the person that she changed my life. Like in some way, she brought a smile to my face. She always made me think of the positives throughout the day. Like she changed my life. And that's what keeps me showing up every day. Right. And so it goes way beyond I don't know when you think of goal setting, when you think of like, Oh, I just want to look a certain way, or I just want, it's like, fuck that. Like, what do you want to leave behind? Like what, who do you want to be like that highest version of yourself? Like what, who does that person look like? So, yeah. Dang. You're already taking us, taking us deep. I know. Okay. Enough of me. I feel like uh, I've been talking for the whole 30 minutes now. No, no. I mean, I just genuine questions that, I mean, I feel like I've gotten sprinkles of those answers just now personal conversations, but I want other people to, um, to experience that too. But I feel like your transition into ownership sparked a bit of professional transition for me as well. Just you stepping away from Blacksburg and stepping out of the head nutrition coach role and really allowed me the space to step into that role. Um, so, I mean, I yeah. was working as just a hundred percent full. I hate to say just, I hate when I throw that word in there. Like I, I know, more, right. Like I'm just, I'm just a coach. Like I do more than that, but, um, I was, I was working full-time as a coach, as far as in sessions, coaching 5am to one or from noon to 8 p.m. Um, and so long hours, a lot of energy. And then on top of that, doing nutrition coaching one-on-one, you know, which is an online platform, but hours in front of my computer and then doing event planning as well for Blacksburg Fit Body. So literally doing all the things, which is a, a <laughs> toxic trait of mine. Uh, I put but my yes. It's right. just, I'm just doing all these things, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but definitely something that I need to continue to get better at. I just love to do several different things. And then it just, it digs me a hole sometimes. So I was kind of digging this hole right when your transition was happening yeah. to ownership. And, you know, you and I had had some conversations. I had conversations with some other uh, fit body coworkers of just I don't see where this is going for me. Like, I love what I do, all these different things. I love the health and fitness industry. Like, I think this is where I belong, but just as far as like work-life balance, I don't see how this is like, I'm going to burn myself out and this is not going to be good. Like, I feel this coming on and, um, the, our owners in Blacksburg, Trevor and Mary Catherine just sat down and listened to that concern of mine and have always been the type of owners. And I think Kristen, you will, you will become this way just because of who you are as a person, but also because you were impacted by, by them. Um, the kind of people that want to put their team members in the best place for them to succeed and feel fulfilled while of course supporting the overall mission of the gym and the business. They've like, I feel like they've always been very good about like, how can we get everybody to feel like they're really aligned personally and professionally. So after that conversation with them, your exit from Blacksburg, it was like stars aligned. And they were like, well, Shelby, like, let's pull you off of coaching workout sessions. Let's make you full-time nutrition, full-time event planning. Like that's two jobs in itself. Let's take your third job away. Um, and so over the last, again, like four five, six months, like that's been my day-to-day professionally, Um, and has been wonderful. I mean, I miss, I miss the workouts. I mean, I I mean, coaching the workouts, I still work out at fit body. I still see members and I mean, I'm at the gym every day. Um, but there are definitely times where I'm like, oh man, I miss that energy that you get after a session or during a session. And just, you know, being able to make those small impacts on people throughout just a 30 minute workout. Um, but again, as far as like my energy level, like I always say you, your team, our team at Blacksburg, like when we say rockstar coaches, I bow down to them. Like the, the energy required the mental and emotional energy required, not to mention the physical just blows my mind. And I just know that I'm not, (laughs) my body is not cut out for that. And it's I, so funny to think about though, because yeah. you like did it for a, a year yeah. and nobody would have ever 
like thought that you were like suffering. Well, and I was doing it, I was doing it as a part-time coach when I had a full-time job in college athletics too. Like, you know, I'd been doing coaching for a year and a half before I was like red, you know, yellow or what is it? White flag. Like, please help me. I'm no red red flag. flag. Red. No way. You're right. It's white flag. All the flags, all the flags. So (laughs) anyways, right. It has been, um, it's been great that professional transition and then um, really has allowed me to make now a personal transition that my husband, Derek, and I are expecting not only our first child, but we are expecting twins. <laughs> Kristen's trying to act surprised, but she already knows this news, but, no, but I'm sure already know this as well. But I think kicking off season three of this podcast is a lot of change happening. And I think for both of us entering new territory in both our personal and professional lives that I'm really excited to see what we, what we can share on the podcast and how people can kind of come along as we make these transitions. And I, I I'll speak for myself. I don't want to speak for you, Kristen. I will take any and all advice. (laughs) I will take any and all advice in my situation. (laughs) Wait, you kind of broke out a little bit. Say that again. Oh, I just said, I will take any and all advice in in my situation of any listeners that have experience with twins. I'm here. I'm here to listen. I, these are my first children. So my last children. (laughs) I will also take any and all advice just for future references. (laughs) Yeah, 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 Shelby, I am living this pregnancy with you. (laughs) Well, it's, it's been already quite the journey, but um, no, I I want to dive into that though, because I, like you mentioned, this is like a huge season. The past four to six months have just been a huge season, season of change for both of us, like careers, expanding families, like expanding teams. I feel like the gym is my baby. Like I gave birth already, (laughs) but like out of my pocket, like, uh. (laughs) oh, it's like all this change, which means our routine changes, which means our workouts change, which means our day to day. And so I think a really good topic for going into the beginning of the new year, kickstarting this new season is time management in a way, you know, just kind of talking about that, how you've, you know, modified your routine day to day, like strategies that have helped you continue to be the rock star coach that you are showing up not only for yourself and your workouts and your husband, but also you know, your members, like, how do you manage all of it? Like, how do you take care of yourself? Like, what, what would you say is your biggest piece of advice or number one thing that keeps you sane day to day? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is a great topic. And I I know that you're going to have some thoughts too, because obviously your life has changed and routine has changed in the last several months as well. But um, I think a big thing that for me to feel my best physically, mentally, emotionally, and to be the best person, coach, wife, dog, mom, all the things. Um, I think, and I hate to like be cliche because this is a, like a health and fitness podcast, but like, it truly is my health, like yeah. trying to, um, to prioritize those really simple habits that I've created over the last two to three years um, since joining FitBody as a member, as a coach, doing a, a nutrition challenge, like doing all of the things. Um, I think for me, it's really trying to like dial it back to the basics of drinking water, half my body weight in ounces of water. Like I used to drink a gallon of water, like six months ago, I was doing 75 hard. I was drink, I drank a gallon of water 75 days in a row, plus some, cause I was doing that before and after that as well. I can barely get down 60 ounces of water these days. But I think for me, it was like, what is the the basic habit that I can still follow through with that is going to get me feeling as good as possible? And then I will work up from there. So instead of beating myself up of, um, and I think this can apply just to all habits, all routines, instead of beating myself up of why am I not following through the way that I used to follow through? hanging on to like old version of Shelby. I just kind of was like, okay, blank slate. We're creating a new version. We're creating a new routine and that's okay. I can use all the experience that I've had from the past 
on how to build this new routine, but it is a, an unfair expectation of myself to think that I'm going to fit into old Shelby's routine because new Shelby yeah. is exhausted. New Shelby is nauseous. New Shelby is not motivated to do anything, work, work out, eat. I mean, I, if you've been listening for a while, you know that Kristen and I are girls that eat. We are the, we are the girls that eat. Like there's no, we do not go hungry. Right. But I think I can also speak on Kristen's behalf. And I think she'll say this too. In these last few months, we have found ourselves so busy or pulled different directions or feeling certain ways that we are not eating the same way that we used to eat. We're not eating the same amount. We're not eating the same quality because our routine in our life has changed. So I think there are some simple habits that have helped me like water, um, trying to just move every day and like not be a couch potato. Um, like, and, but again, like giving myself the grace that this Shelby is not doing seven CrossFit workouts a week. Like this Shelby is not running 10 miles anymore. Like there's a new version. And so that is what comes along with that is just a new routine but I think the actual like foundation of the habits does not change. The foundation of water, moving my body, sleeping as best I can, that has been messed up. Like, again, if you know me, like I'm a sleeper, like I will sleep anywhere, anytime, does not matter at all. And that has yeah. been different too. And so I think it's what I've been really trying to tell myself. And it's something I actually, I'm trying to like coach myself the way I coach my clients, um, yeah. because I'm like, okay, what would I tell client Shelby at this moment? Like if obviously not, I don't have a lot of clients that are currently pregnant. Um, but a client that maybe isn't, is sick or like, isn't feeling very well. I always tell them meet your body where it's at, wherever your body currently is. The best thing you could do for it is meet it where it's at. So, you know, if your appetite is low, that's okay. Feed your body. What foods feel good. Right. And what foods are also going to make you feel better. Right. So even on the nutrition sense, I've been really going with the the concept of what's going to satisfy me and what's going to nourish me. Because if anybody's been pregnant before, or if anybody's, if you're a female and I've had a period before, cravings are a real thing and are really hard to stick to healthy, nutritious foods when these hormones are out of control. This is not our, this is not something we can control. And so again, like the unrealistic expectation to be like, you're not like, just be stronger and fight that craving. Just, you know, just, uh, you know, like have better, um, willpower. Like usually we blame it on like, Oh, I just have no willpower. No, your body. It's your body. It's not you. (laughs) So I think is for the cravings piece of it. Or again, when someone's feeling sick, I I just try to remind myself, like, what's something that's going to satisfy me? What's something that's going to nourish me? Like a very quick example, one one day I had like a chicken wrap with a bunch of um, veggies in it. It was wonderful, nourished me, like great protein source, great carb source. And then I had some Cheez-Its on the side. So I was like, I really want these freaking Cheez-Its. How can I make this happen? Because I also know if I just have the Cheez-Its, I'm going to be hungry in like 20 minutes. And yeah. like, I need I need something a little bit more nourishing. So I feel like I hit hit on kind of all over the place. But I think the biggest takeaway I would say is, like meet yourself where you're at and, you know, give yourself grace and have those, uh, those reset your expectations, I guess, is maybe, yeah. maybe a big takeaway. Like again, the, the new Shelby, this version of Shelby is not going to fit into old Shelby's routine and old Shelby's habits. And that's okay. It's now new Shelby's responsibility to figure out what, what are we going to do so that we can thrive the best, you know, in all areas of our life. Yeah, I think it's so funny you say that because I was having a moment the other day where I was trying to coach myself as well. I was like, what do I tell my clients? Or no, let me rephrase this. Danny was telling me, what would you tell your clients? Because I think I'm a superhero. Like, I think I'm so different than everybody else. (laughs) Right, right. Right. So it's like, what I would tell my clients, I'm not following through with that because I'm different. Like I'm a superhero. Like I can't like, no, that's too easy. And then Danny literally looks at me like I'm the biggest, biggest idiot in the world. He was like, 
do you hear yourself? He was like, Kristen, when he go, he asked me, he goes, what makes you think you're different? I go, I like pause. And I'm like thinking about this. Cause I don't have an answer. And I literally just blurt out because I'm a fit body coach. And then that was, <laughs> you're so right though. You're so right. I mean, I don't know why we think that because we are products of fit body coaching, but <laughs> I don't know why I'm the same way too. I'm like trying I'm every every kind of like advanced strategy instead of just like really breaking it down to the basics and like to the bare bone, like go with what works and just yeah. coach the way you would coach a beginner and then oh, work no. up from there. Yeah. But no, we're different. Moral of the story. Yeah, we're, right? we're built. No, but there's so much that you said in that, that I I've, I've been feeling a lot lately too. And to your point of feeling like, it's so unfair for us to think that we're always going to be the same. Like they're like the seasons, like the weather, the seasons of weather change or the seasons of life change, like our routine is going to change. So that means we have to be able to recognize that and pivot with it. Like what I'm doing now wouldn't have worked to get me to my intended goal when I was in a bodybuilding prep, right? And what happened in my body bodybuilding prep would definitely not serve me now in this new position of leadership and so I think it's you have to recognize where you are the season of life that you're in and you have to set the basics and your expectations of doing what you know you're go going to follow through with because there's something that you said about your confidence like you're feel you always feel more confident when you know that you're checking off your boxes that you know you're getting in 64 ounces of water and doing what you can with all that you have and to this point of naturally we're going to gain more confidence when we follow through with what we say we're going to do that is something that floats in my mind rent free whenever i'm stressed out i always ask myself the question what can i follow through with today no matter what the task is no matter what the type of movement is no matter how much water that is what can i follow through with today that's going to help me feel more confident to sustain my momentum in this life. And it does not look the same every day. Some days it's what I can follow through with is my hours and hours of work on my to-do list. And that may require me to take a, to take a mandatory rest day or something like that from the gym. Maybe all I have time for is to go for a 10 minute walk and that's just around the block. Maybe that's literally all that I have, right? So I always like to ask my question, what are the things that I know that are gonna boost my confidence because I know I'm gonna actually get them done? I know some people like to write out these laundry lists of to-dos, right? Like in their whole entire day. I'm the same way. I used to literally write, like, make my bed, turn the lights off, like, get my food together. I would write stuff down just across them off. Yeah. When that, which, if you're doing that now, great, but you, that should already be the standard that you make your bed, right? That should already be the standard that you're going to put your food together for the next day or something like that. And I'm not trying to shit on anybody that does that, but I need you thinking about the at three, like no more than three, I would say three max to do's that are going to help you move the needle in your life that you're going to be able to check off, right? The absolute, like, the absolute dire need to do that one thing or those three things. Yeah. So. I think that's a great point because I'm, I get sometimes out of control with a to-do list. Like, of course you want to write down, like, here's everything that like needs to be done ever. Right. Because we right. want to get it out of our brains. And so it needs to be listed somewhere. But I think what yeah. Kristen's hitting on is like, that shouldn't be the everyday list. Like you're, you shouldn't sit down and look at that 20 plus something list that's going to stress you out. You're not going to want to know, at least for me, it stresses me out. I'm like, I don't know where to begin. And then anxiety yeah. kicks in and I don't do anything. Like I become paralyzed. So the idea yeah. of like, if I try to tell myself as well, if I get these three things done, I could shut my laptop and be fine for the day. Like that's how I know what three things need to be on the list because would I feel satisfied personally, professionally at the end of the day, if these were the only three things that got done, would I be happy with that? So I yeah. think, and I definitely still catch myself, particularly on Mondays, I got to cut it out with like any to-do list on Mondays. Cause Mondays are like fire days, you know, it's just like something comes up here and here and you got to do this. It's just extra things get added. 
And it's like every Monday, my, my list is like five things that I want to get done, but then five things that somebody else wants me to get done, get pushed ahead of that. And then I get into Tuesday and I'm like, shit, I didn't do anything yesterday. So I think the good point too, that you make is like, what is going to move the needle forward? Like what is actually going to be a difference maker in your life, in your business, in your personal life, in your health, like whatever your like main thing is, is identifying those, those things. I will say, I think it changes daily too, for myself, you know, because there's some days when you know, work takes precedent over, I'm not going to say my health because dude, life is hard. If you think about just sidebar combo real fast, if you think about everything that we're supposed to be good at in order to be successful in this world, it's fucking overwhelming. If you think about it, like I'm supposed to get good sleep. I'm supposed to meal prep and take care of my health. I'm supposed to like follow up with like 10 different people. I'm supposed to do this laundry list of things. And so I think every single day, for me, it feels different as to what's going to move my needle for that week. So for example, Mondays are super heavy report days, you know, running reports in the gym. All I have time for is a 30 minute workout, right? That's incredible. Why would I not do that? That's going to move my needle in my health, right? It's got, or maybe it's not, or maybe how am I trying to phrase this? It may move the needle in my health in that aspect for the 30 minutes for that day. on top of the reports that need to be done. Where let's say the next day, the next day maybe moving the needle in my health is taking a rest day because I got 40 meetings on top of everything. Like maybe I have to move the needle in my business a little bit further that day and maybe it's sustaining my health by taking a rest day, you know? So it changes. I know, I think that's a really good point to make and and to be honest and and okay with that too. Like to be, I think I said this to you this week or I said it to somebody and I say it to myself now a lot. You can do anything. You can do anything in this world. You can do anything on your to-do list. You have the capability to do that. I really do believe that. And particularly you and me, Kristen, like for the kind of people that we are, I truly don't think there's any kind of task or goal that if we put our minds to it, we could not accomplish. So you can do anything. You can't do everything. And I think that's really important to remember when you're trying to think about what can I accomplish today and be keep my sanity, not run Uh myself into the ground, but also move the needle forward in my life or whatever I'm focusing on for that day is we can't Uh do it all. And like, I hate that too. The last point I'll make on this, the thing that I hate too, particularly about women and particularly about moms is like, you can do anything you want. Like you can be a working mom and you can be, you know, be at the kids baseball game and do this and this. I don't know if this is a a hot take or if I'm going to get backlash for this. I don't think you can do it all. I don't think that a mom, I don't think any person can do it all every day, 100%. I think sometimes you're 100% on your business. Sometimes you're 100% on your kids. Sometimes you're 100% on your health or a a combination throughout the day of those things that gets you to an entire 100%. But I'm a firm believer like, you can't do it all and that's okay. You just have to figure out what's the biggest priority right now. Yeah. And, you know, I think that changes seasonally too. Like I will say when this busy season of starting a business and being there pretty much 24 seven of the hours of operation, like how do you think that impacts my family time or my relationship in a sense? Like it takes me away from that girlfriend hat. It takes me away from that daughter hat. You know, it takes me away from all those other things. But, you know, I was, I had the incredible opportunity to go home because of my amazing team, because I put my trust into them. They work hard. And so it's a one, it's okay to ask for help in those moments. You, to your point, like validate yourself. You do not have to do everything. You shouldn't do everything because that means you're just running yourself thin, you know? And so I think, having great people around you, understanding that what you're doing is like, it's for you in this sense, but you know, it just really, so what I'm trying to get at is during the week, like I, this is where setting boundaries come in is during the week, because I spend all my time in, in this business one day out of the week, I pour everything that I have into my relationship, right? Like everything I have, like And does my business suffer maybe that day because I'm not on my computer as much? Maybe. 
I don't, I haven't seen it yet. I'm knock on wood, <laughs> but like maybe, right? Like my response time to somebody on social media is a lot longer than normally during the week, but mentally, like I'm okay with that because at the end of the day, like my relationships are so much greater than I would say the work, Kristen, you know, but something Ed Milet said, um, in one of his podcasts, he's like, you have to think of the main characters in your life. I'm kind of getting off topic here, but he's like, if you think of the main characters of your life and who's going to be by your bedside, like if you're on your deathbed, those are the people you need to be pouring into more. And when he said that, I then shifted and made more of the intentional effort to make time for those people. I literally booked a ticket home to North Carolina immediately. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So like I was saying, you know, pouring into the people that, you know, are truly in support of you and everything uh, like, and everything about you, right. And what you're doing in this world and whatnot. And so that just really put things into perspective for me about how I'm, you know, managing my time, you know, like, what am I doing throughout the week that I can, that I'm able to pour into all these different areas where I'm not burning myself out. And so, you know, with that, yeah, it's, it's hard, you know, but he also talks about chunking your one day into three days where it's like 12 to 6 a.m., what are you do, doing during that time? Six to the next 12, what's during day? And that 12 p.m., what are you doing during that day, essentially? So he's getting three days into one, where one may be more family-focused, one may be more work-focused, and one may be more personal-focused, you know? So I think it's kind of looking at your day, and instead of saying, like, well, I don't have time for this, I don't have time for that, you do have the time you're getting distracted. You're getting distracted by this little fucking thing that we hold mm -hmm. in our hands all day. And we scroll to live for somebody else's life. Like I am so guilty of this where I will scroll my phone and look at somebody's life on Instagram and be like, wow, that's so incredible. And then I get lost and then I keep tapping. And next thing you know, I'm like, on somebody's profile that I went to high school with and I'm on his sister's aunt's cousin's mother <laughs> profile. And it's like, why the F am I here right now? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's not, I don't have time. It's that that's not a priority. I so, won't make the time. Yes. I won't make the time. Yeah. So I think when I hear clients say this, or, I mean, when I catch myself saying it's like, no, no, Shelby, you have time, right? You're just choosing not to prioritize it in that way. And yeah. are you okay with that? Or are you not right? Like sometimes it's like, okay, I'm, I'm okay with not that not being a top priority for me right now. Right. right. When it comes to things though, like our close relationships, like those main characters that you're talking about, right. Our top professional goal, our top personal or health goal, like those need to be the priorities that we make the time for. But yeah, I think you're right. It's like the scrolling time. Um, you know, are you sleeping in? Like for me right now, like I'm sleeping in a lot compared to what I used to do for me. Like that's a priority for me right now is to not be awake before 7am. Like, I'm just, I'm not going to do it. I just I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But also like, if I got to a point where I was catching myself saying, Oh, I don't have time to meal prep. I don't have time to do I don't know, X, Y, Z, like I immediately know in my mind, Shelby, you have two hours in the morning that you're choosing to prioritize your sleep, right? Do you still want right. to prioritize that time in that way, right? Are I you think we, sorry, no, you're, yeah. you're so right. But I, just to get this out, I think we undervalue how much we can get accomplished in, let's say 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like we think 10 minutes is not enough to do what we want to get accomplished. I swear, if you were to sit down, set a timer for 10 minutes and you were to unload the dishwasher, or if you were to get the pile of laundry done that you need to get done, but it's been sitting there forever. If you set a timer for 10 minutes and maybe you're straightening up the house, or maybe you're planning your meals for the next day, or maybe you're calling your mom, right? Like these are things that we, I think we undervalue how much or underestimate really how much we can get done yeah. in a short amount of time. We think we need to block out like a whole two hours to do this stuff. And it's like, you, you really don't. Yeah. You've said this before that we, we underestimate how long it's going to take us to do the tasks that are going to mm -hmm. 
improve our life, do the tasks that are going to move the needle forward. We underestimate those things, yet we overestimate. Wait, I think I'm saying well, it. You're, I'm you're it backwards. No, no, we underestimate the amount no, of- No, no, we no. We over, all, yeah, we yeah. overestimate how long it's going to take us to do the things that are good for us, right? Like, so what you said, we yeah. overestimate how long it's going to take us to meal plan, to meal prep, to work out, to do the laundry, to to call our mom. Like we, we think that those things are going to take so much longer than they actually do. So we talk ourselves out of doing them yet. We underestimate how long the useless things are taking of our time, like scrolling on our phone, right? Like we were like, Oh, you know, I'm not going to scroll that long. And then all of a sudden I'm like, shit, it's been too, I get like that notification from TikTok. That's like, you've been scrolling for a while. Maybe you should take a break. I have so much shame when that <laughs> video pops up on TikTok, I'm like, what are you doing? Oh my God. But listen, like, I also feel like social media, just, I feel like we're really hammering on social media can also be positive. And even just yeah. like mindless scrolling can be relaxing for me to yeah. some extent, right? We're talking about at what point are we overdoing it? And it's cutting into getting the things done that are going to move right. the needle forward in our life. But you have said that to me before about, we always overestimate how long it's going to take us to do the quote unquote good things. And we underestimate how long it's taking us to do the quote unquote bad things. Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. And, you know, with my time, I'm now in time for more, I would say mindfulness things that's going to help me de-stress because normally what I would do is look at my phone and scroll and blast my eyes. And this was, that was me not serving that, like that time was not serving any purpose in my life where now I found this incredible, it's called hot works, which is awesome. It's like a sauna. And all I do is I go in there and I sit for 30 minutes and I'm just like, I feel the weight of the world lifted from my body. Like I, it literally feels like a detox and I hate that word, but I feel like I am refreshed. I am renewed. I have more mental clarity. So it's like things like that because I started feeling tired throughout my day. And in those points of tiredness, I try to find something that's going to energize me rather than caffeine. Coffee doesn't, I swear, coffee doesn't even wake me up. I just love the taste of it. So it's like movement usually gets me distracted from feeling tired. So I'm like, what can I do that's not overexerting myself, but gets me out of my normal, you know, routine of just scrolling. And I found that and it's been incredible. So it's like, instead of wasting 30 minutes of just brainless stuff, I now have 30 minutes of like more mindfulness, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, people say all the time that time is your currency, right? Like you're either, you know, wasting it or you're, or you're, you know, optimizing it, I guess. Also think of energy in that way. Like there's always like an energy exchange. Like, are you getting filled up from something? Are you gaining energy? Are you gaining emotional value from something? Or are you, is it getting sucked from you? Is it getting pulled from you in the right, in the, maybe not the right directions, like in the directions that make sense for you and your priorities. So I think I've been trying to think of that too, of not just like, where am I spending my time? Where am I spending my energy? And is that really the best use of my energy? Like, are there drama situations that I need to be disengaging from? Are there, um, like gossip is something that can definitely suck your time and suck your energy. And that like, I am a, a, I don't even want to say the word victim. Like I'm a, I don't know, a culprit of that, I guess. Like I, I participate in that. I catch myself participating in that. And then I'm like, ugh, I'm like exhausted from that. And then yeah. I look down, I'm like, shit, I just lost a whole hour of my work day. Now I'm stressed and exhausted that I have these things to do to still get done. Yeah. So I feel like that's one example of like trying to identify what's taking my energy that is not a good use of my energy. Like a good yes. use of my energy is- sleeping right now. <laughs> yeah. use of my energy is like a 30 minute walk. A good use of my energy is sitting down with a client. Like, but you know, there's definitely certain things throughout my day and my week that I could probably identify not only where I could get time back, but where oh. I could get energy 
back. Yeah. So I think a good challenge for our listeners would be to identify times throughout your day this next week ahead, you know, identify times throughout your day where you feel like energy is being sucked out of you and then take note of what that action is, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you're feeling at your lowest point, what are you currently doing in that moment to feel yourself low and maybe it to feel that low. And maybe it's a conversation with somebody. Like I will say like, this has helped me kind of distance myself from people that don't really serve me as much, or it feels kind of like, I hate to say this, but kind of like work. It's work. Yes. Yeah. It's work. right. There are definitely those relationships, those friendships, those That's, I mean, family relationships yeah. that I'm like, you got to really like gear yourself up for it. Like I, I'm not here for that anymore. Like I, I don't have no. the time or energy for that anymore. And no. sorry. Like, I don't want to fake a smile. Oh God, I've been feeling this so hard lately. And maybe this is just like a different podcast topic, but it's like people that will come to you just to complain about their life. Like they'll Mm -hmm. ask you about how you are. So that way they can just bitch about their life. Yeah. As like a gateway to. Yes. And I'm like, you don't care. They just suck all of your energy And I feel like it's, that's just such a red, yeah, this should be a whole nother episode, but that's also just such a red flag with those people. Cause I'm like, how many people prior to me, have you just sucked the life out of with your, (laughs) with your bullshit? (laughs) Ah, I mean, and you have those friends where it's like, like you and I will text each other. Like, yo, I'm about to lay it down. Like I'm about to vent. Yeah. Here it is, you know, respectfully, like, this is what I need from you. (laughs) Right. Yeah. yeah. Here's what I need. I need you to just like be a wall and take this shit. And you have friends like that, but then you also, you know, it's a, it's an energy exchange, right? Like you and I have this relationship. We have this with, with several other people as well, but yeah, you have that strong relationship with somebody where, you know, you can exchange the energy like that. And I don't feel like you're sucking from me or I'm sucking from you because we also fill each other up, you know? Yeah. It's so much. Yeah. Oh, just last thing about that. It's the, you have those friendships that there's always so much bad going on in their life that I feel the need to express bad, even when there's yes. no bad. Yeah. It's like, like I'm making stuff up to be bad, to like, to relate, comfort them or something. And I'm like, actually, dude, my shit's I, great over here. Yeah. Like I literally had to cut people like, like out, you know, or not, I hate using, God, I hate using the phrase. I feel like it's just like, it's just like distance. Distance. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just creating that distance. And because I don't want to act like my relationship's bad. I don't want to act like, Oh my gosh, like work is the worst thing ever. And so draining. Like I fucking love what I do. I fucking love the man that I'm with. And I don't want to have the need to diminish that or like make it smaller, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my job. I know. I mean, relationships, we could go on and on with friendships, work relations, all of that. But one thing I wanted to ask you, we haven't talked about this yet, but I feel like this is on par with like new year, managing priorities, managing our time. I'm a new year junkie. Like it is my favorite holiday is my favorite time of the year because I love like fresh starts. I love a fresh planner. Um, I got a new planner. I don't love it. And I've spent a lot of money on it. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to have to buy a new one. Wait, which one? So I, I, don't I got an Erin Condren one. I hadn't yeah. tried that brand before. It, and I don't think it's like her brand. It's the layout is different than anything I've ever had because I'm used to like half hour by half hour or hour right. by hour type, right? Well, my work is different now. Like my work is way more project-based than it is like time-based anymore. Okay. Um, you know, back when I was coaching for five okay. hours and then I need to schedule an hour workout and then I have five client meetings, like I, I think that made sense for that time in my life. Now it's like kind of just a blank day. Yeah. And that's also not helping me either. Mm-hmm. Anyways, but so okay, if anybody has a, a planner recommendation, I've been through several, I'm willing to keep trying, but I hope that maybe somebody will like purchase this one from me, even though it has my name on it. You went in on it. Wait, but I've oh heard though God. that you can just buy covers for those. So someone could just buy a cover and it like snaps. It's kind of like the happy planner. It like, yeah, snaps yeah. And it snaps. snaps 
Hey, I'd buy a planner with your name on it, but that's just me. I know. So I don't know. I might have to go back to the, the passion planner. I don't know why I left it. It was doing me right. Oh, uh, you were vibing with that one. But that was also the hour by hour. Anyways, this is not where I went for this topic today. Okay. We'll figure it out. We'll have a whole podcast an hour, yeah. like a whole hour on planners. Right, right. But everybody send me your planner recommendations. Um, but I love New Year's because of just like the freshness. And also like, I love goal setting but I've also done goal setting and like new year's resolutions in a lot of different ways. Some that worked were really positive and then some that were like meh and some that yeah. I think were like kind of destructive as well. So I wanted to ask you if you like, are you doing a new year goal, a new year intention resolution, whatever you want to call it? Do you have like a word? Do you have specific yeah. goals in your personal or business life? Like how are you organizing this like fresh start of 2023? That's a big one. I often think because we're coaches, we should have like a word of the year. We should be having all of this like structure around goals and stuff. And don't get me wrong, like we have big business goals. But for myself personally, I've found throughout the past couple of years, this is actually a time where I feel the most anxious because we are people that I would say move very fast and efficient throughout our entire year. So when people get on this new year bandwagon, like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then they, they move just as fast as me for the first week or two. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to go faster and just being the person that I am. I always want to dominate. I want to dominate in business. I want to dominate in life. Right. And so when all these people start dominating. I'm like, well, I need to dominate more. And, I, <laughs> and so then I just stress myself out so much and blur everything that I am accomplishing. And I back. And so I went into it with a new approach this year where not I didn't really set any goals for myself. But when you asked me that just now, just the phrase, the two words work hard. Like, that's it. Like, I just want to work hard this year. That's it. Like, I want to continue to do what I'm doing in business. I want to continue to always be improving within my relationships and my personal life. I'm not sure how that's going to look. I don't have a 20 step process. I'm going to just do it as it, as it comes up. It comes up. I feel like with the experience that I've had in a physical transformation, a mental transformation, like I recognize when I'm starting to slip and that's when I feel as though I'll make those changes when I need them. Um, but just like listening to you now, just the term work hard just pops up. And I think that's just the vibe that I'm going for this year. Um, but business wise, um, this was actually brought up from one of our members, which her name's Kiana. Absolutely love her. She's incredible. She got Danny and I these little champagne bottles. There's like six of them. And she got us these for Christmas and she put in the package sticky notes and a pen. And she goes, this is for you to set your business goals for 2023. And every time you accomplish it, don't forget to stop, be present and celebrate. So like pop that bottle. And so that was something that Danny and I just did recently over dinner. We wrote out our 2023 business goals in reference to members, retention, um, events, you know, team-wise. And we literally set them on our bottles and now we're waiting or we're working towards popping them. So doing it, setting goals in a fun way to celebrate in that moment rather than I, again, I stress myself out setting like 20 step plans when it comes to achieving a goal. So offering up something different there and I haven't had a panic attack yet. So I'm feeling very comfortable in this new year. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I've seen that idea before and it does seem like a, a fun way. Well, and to like remind you, like it's a physical reminder of yeah. like what that, what that goal is. And maybe even like a little bit of visualization, like visualizing you celebrating that goal and achieving it and popping yeah. that bottle. And, you know, probably like some kind of manifestation in that process yeah. as well. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. I, um, as you know, I am a 20 step kind of gal, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, but also I agree. Like it kind of, it stresses me out. And I think I recognized two years ago, I had a word of the year and it was one of the most transformational years of my life. Um, my word was brave and 
it just was a word that just like kept coming to my mind and was like, I don't know why that word just kept coming up. I felt like this, just like God wink or this like heart pull to this word. And it showed up in my whole year in so many ways. Um, or I'm, or again, like a part of manifesting, like there were these situations and like brave and courage. It was like what was needed and what like got me through some challenging things in that year. Last year, I tried to take on the happiness project, which is a, um, like a philosophy or it's a book by Gretchen Rubin. And I love the idea of it. I really still like the idea. Um, I think maybe what I should have done is just made happiness, my word and like focused on that. And I do think that like, in some ways, that's what I did in 2022 was just trying to find things that spark joy. And that were like bringing me happiness and gravitating towards those people and doing those things and like saying no to things that I didn't want to do. And I don't, I'm not very social anymore post COVID and getting older and getting healthier. So like, that was part of it. Like me being happy is actually like not going out and not being hung over every weekend. And, um, so I think I did like keep that theme, but it was like a 12 plus step program that I created that ultimately, uh, did not, did not pan out. Um, the every month, like had a theme, each theme I had like specific habits that I wanted to create. Like I wanted, I feel like I organized it in a way yeah. that should be successful, yeah. but also like trapped me. Like, cause I would get to certain months and I was like, I don't, I'm not feeling that. Like, I don't want to focus on finances right now. I want to focus on faith right now. I don't want to yeah. focus on learning something new right now in the busiest time of the year. Like I don't. So it's a great project and it probably fits thousands. And I know it fits thousands of people that have done it before. Um, but I think for me, it's the, maybe the word of the year is maybe a better philosophy for me or works better for me. So I haven't hundred yeah. percent nailed it down yet. Um, with this children, I said this child with the, with these <laughs> children coming along, um, I'm definitely like, that's present in my mind of like what, what these next six months, um, before they come, like, what can I focus on? That's going to be the best for me and and the best for my family and the best for them. Um, but I also, what's been present is this career transition that both of us made last fall. It is like, that was like a God wink or like a, one of those things that's like, wow, this fell into place at the perfect time, ended up getting pregnant, like just a few months after that. And to have the current work flexibility that I have and to have the, just the way that I can do my work and be pregnant right now. And like envision what that would be like being a mom as well is just, I could not have that vision six months ago. Like, I mean, you and I talked about that. I was like, I don't see how I can have a family with the way that this is currently set up. And again, just like somehow the stars aligned. And I was like, then once I got pregnant and and then once I told Mary Catherine, her and I both were just like, wow, things really do happen for a reason. And like the timing is so perfect. And I coming from the most impatient person in the world, timing is so perfect. And you, I mean, obviously we can't say that till after the fact. Yeah, no, I remember distinctly this conversation when I was in Blacksburg and we were finishing up your last 75 hard walk of the whole freaking thing. And that's what we were talking about. I was like this, I just had a feeling it, something was going to happen, but I didn't know it was going to change my life as well. So right, right, yeah. (laughs) yeah. So, I mean, all of those have kind of been on my mind, like like trusting the journey or like the timing is perfect or um, something along those lines of just like be here and be present. Cause like, it's all going to work out instead of me stressing about like, how am I going to sleep? How am I going to go back to work? Are we going to send our kids to daycare? Like, especially as a female, like I, I tell Mike, my coworker, Mike at the gym, like I get my little feminist hat on when people like immediately ask me like, so are you going to quit your job? So are you going to, are you going to stop working out? Are you going to stop training people? Like I immediately become the most feminist person ever. And I'm like, no one's asking Derek if he's quitting his job. Like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> like, but, yeah. um, but it definitely is. It's different, obviously, because I physically am going through something, but, um, you know, and these beings physically need a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little different. So I, not to like bash feminism, but just, <laughs> I don't know. That's just something that is like, it, yeah. it stresses me out when people ask me that, because I don't know. Right. I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. And honestly, like, yeah. And on it, and I think maybe one of our future guests that I have in mind, that is also a mother and working person, um, might be able to elaborate more on this topic, but just the, the guilt that you might feel of like wanting to have, still want to have your career, still want to have your own life. And I think it's just such a present topic for women and for moms is like, and what prevents a lot of women from having children young, like I'm 31, like, and I waited this long because I love my career. I love to work. I love to be the independence of doing what I want to do. And I think there just needs to be more conversations and more examples of how, how to make it work, um, how to get through day to day and how to be okay with saying, I love being a mom and I also love being X, Y, Z, whatever other identities that you have. So I think, uh, sorry to wrap all of that back together of just like focus for the year. I think I've learned that about myself the last couple of years is I will make up enough minor, like mini goals for myself throughout the year that I don't need to start January one with 20 goals because I know that it will come along. Like March, I might be like, I'm going to read 10 books this month, you know, or like, I'm going to, I'm ridiculous like that, where I just make up a goal as the year goes on. So being able to just kind of have an overall focus of like live right now, like be in this moment, like I'm not going to get this time back ever again. So, you know, hang on to it, cherish it. It's all going to come together. Timing is perfect. It's all going to work out. Um, I think the last cliche I will leave you with um, that always hits me is when people say what's meant for you will never miss you. And I think that that, that might be something I really, really hang on to. Like what was, you know, when I was just stressing about like, what am I going to do without Kristen? Like just as a person, you know, not every day, what am I going to do without her as my coworker, like my literal right-hand woman and also that then also that transition and like, oh, what was meant for me was to be the head nutrition coach. What was meant for me was to have this work-life flexibility, like everything that is, as it all plays out, then you're like, oh, that's how it was supposed to be. Like these, you know, these challenges, this doubt along the way, like anything that is meant to happen in my life, it it will not miss me. It's not going to be on my timing and I just need to be okay with that but it's not going to pass me by. And to really wrap this up with <laughs> things we've talked about in the past, it's because you continue to show up. I think that is setting the foundation for it. Like so strong and like things happen, you know, for us, you know, they definitely happen for us. And it's because you work hard with everything that you do, you show up for it. And I think if you feel overwhelmed with with setting these words, you know, you're going to be faced with challenges. I think in January, for some reason, when we set these goals, we think nothing bad is going to happen to me. I'm going to come across no challenges and no barriers and things are going to be like smooth sailing. And it's like, yo, this is a reality. If anything, we've learned it from 2020 that like literally anything can smack us in the face, right? It's just how you pivot. It's how you like take it fate, like head on, right? Not backing down from it, not running away from it, like being like the Buffalo and like running through that storm. Yeah. You know, and I think it's because of that. So when you set these goals, you know, like hit the storm hard, like face these challenges, don't back down from it and keep moving forward. Because in those moments, you're gonna like in these types of moments, when you reflect, and you're like, wow, like this all happened, like this is incredible, you're gonna think about those hard times, you're gonna think Mm -hmm. about the way you push through those storms. And you're gonna be like, I feel like I can take the deepest deep breath right now. And just like, like I did it. Like I fucking did it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of probably new year's resolutions that a lot of people, why a lot of people fail is they do think that it's going to be rainbows and butterflies and sunshine. And it's like, 
I think you and I have known like what's a, a goal or what's a word or whatever that despite all that shit that's going to happen, I'm yeah. still going to do it. Yeah. I think that that's something that sets people apart from people who end up in December accomplishing what they wanted to. And people who don't is we anticipate, we know that shit is going to hit the fan. Yeah. And we're going to figure it out, but we don't just ignore it. Like I'm going to achieve all these goals. I'm going to have great success. I'm going to be so happy. And I'm not going to have any stress or anxiety or, or challenges or failures. Like, no, we're going to have all of that. And then some, and I'm still going to do this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mic drop. This was wonderful, Kristen. Great first episode. So I know in the little feels good. It does feel good. Yeah. In the teaser trailer, I talked about our future episodes for this season, wanting to bring on more guests. And uh, I'm super excited about that. I love talking to you. And I think people love hearing us just banter back and forth. But I think it will be interesting just to bring in some different perspectives as it relates to life, to health, to business, to anything like that. So um, each month, we're hoping to bring in a guest and then maybe sprinkle in a a few little like mini episodes in between that give you all some encouragement and motivation in between those longer episodes but um, that's all I have tonight Kristen thanks for your time oh same with you just so proud of everything you've done and uh, just the new I can't wait to watch you like crush this whole mom thing yeah. Like seriously, like you're you're growing little dumbbells inside of you right now. And Literally, like when you pick up a dumbbell now, just imagine that that is one like one of my children that you're gonna have to hold both arms. I know earlier I was trying to act surprised, but that's literally what I sounded like when you first told me to. That is and true. I was like I was screaming, like I was it's actually like a high pitch scream that's kind of like silent. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And it was like, I think because all three minutes, like nothing else was said for three minutes until like I was done screaming. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, most people are surprised so. that I'm just pregnant. And then when you lay twins on them, uh, but yeah, that it will continue to probably work its way into I nearly know. every episode, but um but yeah so All thank right. you so much for joining us episode one is a wrap join us for the next few episodes um make sure you subscribe share it share us on instagram all of the good things um but as always thanks for elevating your mindset and we will see you next time two claps <laughs> <laughs>Thank you all for listening to Coming In Hot. The best way to support us and to support this podcast is to share this episode. Share it with someone that you know, share it with someone that you work with, maybe a friend or a family member, or share it on your social media. You can tag us on Instagram. I am at Shelby Gwynn underscore fit or tag Coach Kristen at Kristen underscore Zam. Stay tuned for our next episode and thank you as always for listening. Thank you.